Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. We have an amazing guest today, Charlotte Warren, also known as Welcome to the Peasant Party on TikTok, makes charts and diagrams redefining popular dating terms and cliches to use for your videos on TikTok. I particularly like this one about ghosting. Stitch this with your own made-up classification. This is my time to shine. This right here is the ghosting scale. Basically looks at whether or not you were ghosted. Relationship seriousness on the x-axis. Interaction quality on the y-axis. With this area being the ghosting zone. If you're in that zone, you can call it ghosting. Right here we have the date investment score. Ranked on a 1 to 10 scale, looking at price, proximity, and public of the date to rank the quality of it. You can use this timeline to track the quality of your dates over time. This is a definition of a fuckboy. It takes two pillars, including awareness and manipulation. Guy has to know you want a relationship. And he has to be communicating he wants more than he actually does. This is how we define a catfish. We use the catfishing scale, with this end of the spectrum being someone representing themselves honestly, and the other end of the spectrum being an absolute catfish, or pretending to be someone entirely different. With everything else being somewhere in the middle, generally speaking, a catfish lies somewhere in between intent and delusion to be a catfish, between gross misrepresentation and actively lying. This is a scale that shows lack of attraction when you meet someone in person, with this end of the spectrum being a very clear lack of chemistry or attraction that you can explain why, and this end of the spectrum being unclear, where you feel like something's missing. Center of the curve here is the ick. You know for sure you're not attractive, but you can't really totally explain why. She currently has over 64,000 followers on TikTok. Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Charlotte. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Let's start off with your handle because I love the handle, Welcome to the Peasant Party. Where did you get that from? Yeah, so I um, I had an ex-boyfriend that would unironically call, he was just very, like, very bougie guy. Um, you know, we unironically call people peasants uh, for the stupidest things. Like it was, um, yeah, the, the dumbest stuff, things like, you know, wanting to use a coupon, like going on a Groupon, looking for deals and stuff. And that was how I grew up and was raised. Like my mom has the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons in the car door and whatnot. Oh, and so yeah. he, would, he would sometimes say like, oh, you're doing peasant stuff. And I think, yeah, when I was making a, a TikTok, I, I didn't want to have like my name tied to it. I was like, what could be a fun handle for this? Um, obviously that guy, that guy's an ex, no, no interest in, in, in seeing that dude, dude again. Um, but like, yeah, um, had that as my TikTok handle and then kind of went viral on TikTok by accident with the, um, with a chart I did. And by the time I had picked up some traction, um, I, it didn't make sense. It, there, I felt like there was no going back and changing that username. I think if I could have started, if I had started from scratch, I probably would have picked something more like dating, dating adjacent where it was easier to find, but yeah, like it was, it was something that just kind of stuck. Uh, I do think it's fun. It's memorable. I think it does kind of reflect the theme of, of my account, which is kind of an antithesis to a lot of the like influencer hot take dating advice where they, they come in and they've got this like disgustingly clean house uh, with just, you know, doing like, they're so, they're so bougie. It's, it's, it's not uh, reflective of the average everyday person. So it's kind of fun to have that in, in the name where people will say like, oh, you know, you peasant. It's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm self, I'm, I'm pretty aware of that. So yeah, that's kind of where the name came from. It's stuck and it's definitely been something that yeah reflects the theme of the account overall though. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And you brought up the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons that just brought up a core memory of mine is sitting in my mom's car. She would have like thousands like falling from her visor and everything. So wonderful story. Also, like, you know, since you are 
a dating account and give dating advice, you know, screw that ex who made you feel less than, and now it's turned into a viral TikTok account. So what a great, what a great story. So for listeners who may not have watched some of your videos, can you explain the type of content that you do? Absolutely. So I guess to just kind of share the I, a bit of an origin story and explain you know, what it, what it all looks like. Uh, basically, I think this was probably back late May. Uh, my close friends and I were getting we're getting brunch one day. A close friend asked her about a guy that she used to date. In my, in my term, that's dating. Uh, you go dated two three months or something like that. I said, Oh yeah, Phil, the guy you dated. And she quickly corrected me to say we were we never dated. We were just talking. I said, You're going on dates consistently for two months, like that's dating. No, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. I said, well, you know, that I call, I call that dating. She says, no, we're just talking. And that conversation ended on the note of agree to disagree on her part. I do not take agree to disagree well. So like a normal sane person, um, I drew up a chart and I, that's the, that's the first chart. Uh, the only one that's handwritten, um, drawing out what the talking stage is. Like my firm belief is that, you know, talking is that window of time before that first date takes place. That's your talking stage. Once you're actively going on dates, that's dating. Obviously, if you just if you have a, a one dater that goes nowhere, that's not dating because you're not actively going on dates. But that's dating, and it doesn't mean boyfriend girlfriend. Doesn't mean exclusively. Doesn't mean like in a relationship just yet. But that's dating to me. And so I took that to TikTok. I had been on TikTok. I'm in digital marketing for a career, so I had been on TikTok lurking a lot, uh, exploring different content. I think I tried a few things with like uh, I live in Austin, like you know things to do around Austin that didn't really land but had that chart, took it to TikTok um, for buy-in from the world and it blew up, uh, which was kind of nice because I was able to show that to my friend and I won that argument, even though I know I was right, but <laughs> that was kind of how it all started. And I think at that point, just also just being a marketer, you know, following TikTok, it was kind of like, I think maybe we've got a niche on our hands. So I had that in the back of my mind. The next weekend, had another girl brunch or maybe something like that. Someone was talking about how they'd been ghosted, but their situation was basically someone just stopped talking to them on a dating app. I don't consider that ghosting. I firmly believe too. I think ghosting used to be almost like someone you know, go ups and ditches, like a, a legitimate relationship that was ghosting. Now ghosting is just so watered down. There's people, oh, you know, they've weaponized the term ghosting. So I made this ghosting scale. I think that, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Uh, and it was basically just like what constitutes ghosting. And really the parameters were, if you have, it takes two to be ghosted. If you, reach out to someone and they don't respond to you and this has to be after you've met in person um then it's ghosting there's a lot of people too where it's like they go on a date and then they just kind of sit and wait by the phone they never hear from the person they'll call it ghosting that's not ghosting to me um so that was kind of chart number two and then when that really blew up it was like okay we've, we've really got a niche on our hands like let's see what i can do here and then yeah from there it was kind of yeah i'd followed dating advice on TikTok a lot and it was always something that always frustrated me because it was a lot of influencer hot take so bougie influencers who live lives that are totally different than the average person so you know a lot of like rich influencers who are somehow starting to talk about dating you've got obviously the misogynistic dudes with their little microphones you've got people telling their personal stories and it's, it was always just something that was frustrating to watch and it was something i wanted to contribute to in some way but it was something everybody else was doing i also didn't want to get into my personal life it's really like it's not that exciting um, so I wanted to find, it was something I wanted to find a way to talk about. And I'm like, this could kind of be a fun niche to go with. I think there were, there's also like, you know, in addition to having that, like, you know, dating niche, there's also a chart niche on t TikTok, which is really fun to also interact with the chart people. But I, I've no I noticed some other chart ones. I'm like, there could be something kind of fun here. So that was kind of the angle I ran with. 
The other big thing that comes with that is just dating's not all black and white. You see a lot of like what really lands well on TikTok is these hot takes, like top five ways. What can you say in 15 seconds? What can you slap a name of a theory or something like that on? Like that's what gets picked up on TikTok. And basically it was kind of, you know, the idea of showing, you know, there's a lot of gray areas. There's what the charts will show a lot of times. It's like, hey, this exists on a spectrum or here's your X, Y axis to show that it's not all black and white. Um, Additionally, I also think that Sometimes just like, you know, the best way to lose weight, diet and exercise, best way to date, I really think is like putting yourself out there wherever you can being the best version of yourself. The thing is that advice is boring on paper. People want the hot take. So I've taken a lot of that almost like boring on paper and tried to make it fun in a way that lands well to kind of override these, I don't know, crazy like hot takes of people trying to say like how to lose weight quickly is what I see as the equivalent of, you know, top five things. And it's you know, crazy ideas. So that's, that's kind of what I do. Um, tough to explain verbally, but if you take a look, it'll be like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. Your charts are are beautiful. You use PowerPoint and you use bullet points and then you show Y axis. And it's basically like a, a class in how to do a good presentation, but also you're laying out information in such a digestible way that it makes amazing sense. And what I like about your account is you're super critical on other influencers like you were talking about who give dating advice and just give like the hot take dating advice, but then you're able to back it up with your charts and you're not saying I'm right, you're wrong. You're exactly, you're talking about that gray area and backing it up with those facts. So if we want to get specific, you kind of brushed over this, but there's one theory you're critical of. It's the box theory. It's Tinks's box theory. And I know a lot of your videos are about that. Can you talk about why you think, you know, dispelling something like the box theory resonates with the audience that you've created? Yeah. Um, I, and of course I get a lot of, I'll get questions a lot where it's like, you know, what, what did Tinks ever do to you or something? And right. It's not personal. It is of like course. none of it's personal, um, mm-hmm. but I think a big reason why, you know, that there's kind of that, you know, ride hard against it is it's out there and she has, she has a wide reach and she's got a young audience. So that's really, you know, why I might ride hard for that more than, you know, anyone else. I think as a whole, um, you know, not to bash who she is as, as a person, but she's someone who came from a, a very wealthy family, lives a life that's you know so different than the average person. And kind of just rose to fame through having these like this niche on TikTok of talking about rich mom walks and stuff. And I think people were curious about her personal life, her dating life. They started asking her questions. All of a sudden, she's this dating influencer. I think with a lot of her like theories or dating advice, it's stuff that you know it's it's easy to say, it's quick to say. You can say it in 15 seconds. You can put it, uh, you can slap a logo of it onto a T-shirt and sell merch with it. And I think that's really like. That's one of those like hot take, hot like pieces of advice that I think is really frustrating. I think basically, according to, to Tinks, and I don't know that she made this up. Some people are like, oh, this has existed for a while. She's just slapping her name on it. But the idea is basically when a man meets a woman within the first five minutes, he has decided um, what uh, she's in one of three boxes. He, she either wants to date her girlfriend material, wants to just sleep with her, just hook up with her or wants nothing to do with her. Um, and then once he's put you in that box in his mind, you can't move from box to box and you can get away with, you can do whatever um, if you're in that box and he will think the same of you. So, you know, if you, you could be in this dating box, throw up in his bed, like, you know, break his TV and you're always going to be dating box. Uh, you could be the nicest girl ever and just, you'll always be in hookup box and he'll never change his mind or, you know, wants nothing to do with you. I think it's horseshit. Every guy I've ever talked to says, you know, it's horseshit. I think it's more of just 
you know, attracted, not attracted, like, you know, Hey, she's cute. Let's see where it goes. Um, and then from there, it's kind of like, you know, what could happen? I think, um, you know, some people it's like, there's an attraction that's more like, Oh, you know, like there's, there's something different here. I'm, I'm more attracted than, you know, the usual person, but what you do matters. Like, and those, those decisions aren't made right away. Uh, so it's, it's frustrating to see that. Cause then you get a lot of people where it's like, Oh, you know, I was just in, I was just in hookup box the whole time. It's like, no, like, you know, maybe he, he was interested and changed his mind. And I think it just takes all that like nuance and, and context out of everything. So yeah, ride hard against it. Um, hope I'm allowed to cuss. Sorry about that. Oh yeah. Curse away. All, all good. I know when I was um, a bit younger, cause I'm, I'm 29 now had, had kind of that mindset. And I just remember how toxic and how upset it made me. I think I'd, I'd heard some form of like a similar dating piece of advice. And it was something that just made me date for the worse and made me feel awful about myself. And just seeing that out there was just, it's a frustrating piece of advice. And just, especially just seeing these like young early twenties women, like just eat it up. And I think they're young, they're impressionable as a whole, like relatively inexperienced. I think it's making its way to, you know, um, young men as well, who don't have, don't have as much dating experience or, you know, influenced by it. Talk to men, where, you know, early 30s, I, I've never thought of that. But if, you know, I, I heard a woman talk, talking like that when I was in my early 20s, I might think, am I supposed to be thinking like that? So that's really like the core of it is just how wide that reach is, how toxic it is, and just how impressionable people are. Like, especially just young people coming out of COVID, you know, kind of trying to navigate how to date their own relationship with sex. That's like the kind of the beginning of it. And I also think it's, I think it's as a whole, just a really awful theory that, has kind of no basis in reality. I think the really big issues I see with it, um, beyond, you know, men saying it's not true is just, you never hear of anybody talking about, you know, box theory, or I was in X, Y, Z box as things are going. It's almost like this retroactive thing. Like, oh, I was just in this hookup box the whole time. Like you go on a few dates with someone, it doesn't pan out in a relationship. You just blame box theory. And that kind of removes that idea of, I hate, I hate saying the phrase accountability because there's a lot of people using using that word very toxically in like dating culture, but it removes that ability to reflect on what did or didn't work. Sometimes, you know, people make mistakes uh, as they're pursuing somebody. Sometimes there's incompatibilities as a whole and people are allowed to change their mind. It basically implies like that, you know, a man made the decision from the start. He was, you know, only interested in sleeping with you. And therefore, like, you know, anything else you did didn't matter when in reality, how you treat people matters. Um, you know, if you take that mindset, you look back at the situation, just think like, oh, didn't work out. Ooh, box theory rather than like, oh, hey, this was incompatible here. Next time I go and pursue somebody, I'll look for this next time. Or like, oh, you know, like, you know, maybe I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best date. I got, I got too drunk on the day. I'll, ju- I'll do diff- something different next time. So that's like, that's one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it is it puts an entire two-way street into somebody else's hands. The idea of just, you know, like he's put you in a box anyway, so just float along. I think that's idiotic. Like, I think it basically implies like, you know, don't say what, don't say what you want. Just kind of float through. If your girlfriend material, he'll pick you. And in reality, it's like, if you go in and you're like looking for the right things, saying what you want, then boxes don't exist. I noticed that your first TikTok video was March, 2020. So you like most people, millennials on this TikTok journey, got bored during COVID, I'm assuming, got on TikTok. And then I'm interested that you're a marketer. How did you use your marketing background to kind of blow up in that amount of time and get these, you know, 60,000 followers? That's a great question. So I think, I think my, yeah, 2021s, I think 
there's if you went back far enough you could probably find myself and like my old roommate like doing dances in our old apartment like just yeah. fiddling around with it mm -hmm. uh, maybe i need to go back and clean those up because there's some pretty good no, far back i think it's that's one of my favorite things to do is to go back and see people's evolution i think it just mm -hmm. makes you such more real and like i i'm just so impressed by that so i'd i'd urge you not to go back and clean it up cool um yeah if someone went back far enough you'd yeah you'd find like old like apartment doors and stuff like that um but yeah, so 2020, I think it was actually, it was right around like my friend, my close friend's bachelorette party, or it was at her bachelorette party, and someone was showing me TikTok, and um, yeah, one of the other bridesmaids, we were in Palm Springs, Every, I remember she was literally saying like, can everybody just stop talking about the freaking coronavirus right now, like this is so annoying, we, there was no toilet paper at the Airbnb and stuff, we were like going in like, because that was like right when everyone was buying it out, we thought like, yeah. oh no, we might have to postpone the wedding, because it was set for April, uh, and then one of my close friends there, she was like showing me TikTok, and I was like, "What is that?" Like, I think I remember it was like some. She it was some. Some of the contestants from The Bachelor were like doing a dance on it. I was like, "Oh, do you have to be a celebrity to make those?" She's like, "No, you can just make one." And so we we made one. I think we were like dancing like it's tricky or something from an Airbnb. And then yeah, as COVID hit, I was fiddling around on it. Um, it was yeah something fascinating about it was just kind of how creative people were being during COVID. Like it was just all these like different crafts you could do. Um, definitely was picking up on a lot of like the millennial humor. I remember like the corporate Natalie rod. I remember Tinks was one of the original ones. I'm trying to think of who else was on there that I was like looking at, but it was very much like, a, okay, like, Hey, this is a cool marketing tool. Um, I feel like every company I've worked for, like I work for like software as a service business to business. Um, so less of like a, an urge to get on it, but it was, it's, it was definitely one of those where it was like, okay, like, you know, you can't really go viral on Instagram or like you, you almost like need a following to, to get started anywhere else or build a follow. You, it's hard to like develop a following on any other socials. So it was kind of like, okay, what's going on on this app? Like, what is this little clock app? And yeah, like it was kind of, I would, I would yeah, observe trends like over time. And I think what I knew was different was just, I, I knew dating advice was a dime a dozen. I think, I think I made like, or tried to make some form of like dating content and it just it didn't it just didn't land because there's just so much out there like just you know just going through and and talking about dating like either your life or just you know dating trends terms as a whole like if i just sat you know in front of a my phone screen and just you know did like top five and just had it like as text on the screen i don't know that it would be like you know perform as well i think people see the powerpoint and they think it's different and um, and yeah i think just as a whole it was kind of like okay there's something different people like like I, I noticed people liked the other types of charts. I think there was someone where it was like, oh yeah, like history via chart. And so I, I thought there would be something there. I think people like what's different, what they haven't seen before. Yeah. And I, I kind of just had a hunch there that it would, um, that there, there could be something there. And then once, once it performed well, it was like, okay, let's run with this. I think also like, yeah, when, when people find a niche, they run with it. Sometimes you run the risk of like beating a dead horse. What's kind of nice about the niche I have is like, it's not based on my personal life. So I don't have to go running around like looking for stories or manufacturing drama, which is nice. Um, there's always going to be like a new dating theme or story in the media that I can follow along with. Like, even if it's not just like, even if I run out of, you know, dating terminology, like ghosting and whatnot, there's always going to be an Adam Levine cheating scandal or like mm -hmm. you know, the bachelor's always going to be on. You can always like reference something current. Um, I think what's also nice about it too, like, and maybe just, because I, I am like a bit older and just and more secure. There's less of that feeling of like, it take it takes a lot to like to say something that would offend me or hurt my feelings. Um, you know, growing up like early 2000s, like everything that was in the media then, kind of having that aspect where it was like not tied to my personal life, just less like feeling like I'm getting less of like that commentary that 
that kind of affects people that are bigger on t- on TikTok, where it's like people making you know insults about your personal life or like your appearance and stuff. So that's something that I think is like made things easier. Um, so that's I guess kind of a summary. Um, yeah, I hope I, I wasn't too rambly there. Yeah, no, yeah, you're building a, a great community, and I'm sure there's always you know for every hundred positive comments, you know, you have the one troll. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, but like what you said in terms of it not going after your personal life, maybe they're saying, well, your dating advice is crap, but that's no, you know, rub on you at all. You know, like you said, everything's black and white. So if they disagree with you and agree with Tinks, like that's their prerogative. Can you describe the community you built and and talk about some of the positive aspects and what people are saying about, you know, the dating advice and the charts that you're giving? Yeah. Um, So I guess first to start that off, like, it's a it's a dating dating advice TikTok is a volatile emotional community. Like people, you can just tell people come on there that like leave these like negative comments sometimes. Like it's like they just got dumped and they, you know, or they just, you know, got ghosted or something and they don't know who to take things out on. So they found this random TikToker who isn't telling them what they want to hear. And you know, you see that all the time. It, it's also just um it's adjacent to the community of which gender has it worse, um, which some people say, well, you know, there's a direct overlap. I try to avoid that. Yeah. So that's, so that's, I think that's one challenge going into it. And that's also shaped my content. So I think as a whole, my audience, um, my audience is 80% over the age of 25, uh, 87% U S 97% English speaking countries, 70, 30 female male split. And then yeah, 80% over, over 25. So that's, that's my audience from a number standpoint. But what's really cool about it as a whole, yeah, while it's a 70-30 split, I'm gender neutral and I'm also neutral uh, neutral to, you know, any sexual orientation as well. Or I try to be as best as possible, like I'll acknowledge going into it like, oh, you know, like this is a little bit more of a gendered issue. And part of that reason is really just, you know, I, I think there's a place for more gender neutral advice in the sense of like everyone of any gender or sexual orientation can be ghosted, experience heartbreak and whatnot. So I'll use like the they, them pronouns in those cases um, because I want to make sure I'm being inclusive um, as I touch on those topics. So that's like a really cool aspect. It's never just like, I never bash either gender. It's always, um, you know, it comes from a place of like, you meant well. And I think that's really set things up um, to be a positive community. Uh, I also do make sure like there's certain topics that I just, I won't touch because they can be a magnet for a more volatile community or they're just more emotionally charged. So things like talking about you know, a, a fizzle after a date. So, you know, both people didn't have, didn't feel a connection after the date, for example. Um, do they, does, do they, does one of them have to proactively reject the other? When do they have to, pre- to, when is it required to reject somebody? And my whole thing was like, you know, if they don't reach out asking for another date, you don't have to proactively reject them. Rejection sucks on both sides. Like you don't need to do that. That's, you know, I think a gender neutral topic. And um, I don't think it's like too emotionally charged. Um, so I really, I try to keep like things, on those like positive topics. I keep things really positive just as a whole. So I think that's brought a really nice community. Um, two audiences that I know about anecdotally that I think are really sweet that I'm just glad to be able to help. Um, I have a handful of uh, ex-Mormons who are like, you know, have gone through like divorces, um, you know, family, like no longer connected to their family. You know, everyone in their kind of network just dated differently um, and their values are just, they they're kind of confused about like where to go, like everything else, like, you know, as an adult, they're, you know, healthy, normal, well-socialized people, but just growing up dating was so different. And so they're kind of like, oh, you know, this, these visual aids are super helpful. Um, you know, both male, female, like a lot of times like early thirties. Um, and then have also um, heard from people who are like on the spectrum where it's like, they say, 
you know, like you, a date ends and someone says like, I had a nice time, but then they don't want another date. Like, why is that? Like that kind of explanation um, through visual aids has been something they've said was super helpful. So that those are two kind of audiences that I've thought were really cool. Um, and they both acknowledge, like, I really like that your advice doesn't make me feel stupid or like it doesn't put me down. It acknowledges that my intent's good, but just, you know, hey, here's what's going on on the other side. So those, yeah, those are just kind of two areas where I've been able to help, um, according to the comments, at least, that um, have been really rewarding. That is so fascinating. Something I never thought you would say is the Mormon community and people who are on the spectrum. Like mm -hmm. when you started this, could you ever envision helping, you know, any, any, any group, let alone just these groups that you may not interact with on a daily basis, but because of TikTok, you're able to reach all of these people. I never would have guessed. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's something I've learned over time, just as, um, as you start to recognize certain commenters and um, they'll, they'll like follow you on Instagram and like leave you like longer form messages. Sometimes um, people have started to reach out to me with like, you know, their dating questions. And, and that's always interesting to just see like the, the dynamics of just people of different ages or, or genders as well. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's like, hey, if I can if I can use this for a video, it's it's way easier for me to tackle this just because like I only have so many hours in a day. But um, th that's been a really nice thing when people have said like, you know, I, I found a relationship and I you know took kind of a mindset that you recommended and it was just it was a great perspective to have. So that's something that's, I think, really rewarding. Yeah. What are some trends you see in the dating relationship advice on TikTok now? Anything that's bothering you or anything that you see that's positive? Oh my goodness. Um, what do I, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of what I don't care. I mean, some of the things I, I don't care for are just kind of are unsettling to me is just the, anything that kind of rings to the tune of like the West Elm Caleb type stuff. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, the, anything that's putting people on blast in the sense of like putting their personal information out there. That's always something I think is kind of sketchy. Just even people just screenshotting dating app profiles. Like sometimes that just feels a little bit icky to me. Um, and I think there's just a recipe for disaster there. You just, like I said, like emotionally charge people. They'll go on TikTok after a bad date to tell the story and it blows up. And all of a sudden it causes, you know, a frustrating situation in their personal life. Like that's always something that's fresh. That's hard to see. Like I try to make sure my content doesn't get too involved in that. I think if there were another West Elm Caleb type incident, I'd probably, you know, I'd, I'd cover it in some way. Right. But um, those that's always something that made me, makes me feel a little bit like unsettled or when I see people I've connected with, you know, or we're friends on TikTok. Um, when they do do that, I'm, it always kind of makes me in the back of my mind be like, oh, shoot, like I hope this, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in a place to tell anyone what to do with their content. But sometimes it's kind of like, oh, shoot, like I, I, I wouldn't do that if it were if, 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 it, if I were in their shoes. Um, so I think that kind of like emotional posting, you know, personal life, personal information is a little like unsettling. But that, that's one. And then obviously the hot takes, the guys with the microphones. Um, yeah, like I, I think those are kind of the, the one things that I'm, I'm not always excited to see or, you know, really frustrated to see. But yeah. Yeah, I find it interesting, the people who use dating for their content. So mm -hmm. just an example, which I thought this video was hilarious. There was one girl who went on a date, didn't show the person's face, but mm -hmm. just said all the high school musical lyrics on the date. And it was mm -hmm hilarious but again like it's using someone for content uh, mm. which is was a trend i saw that a couple of times and the video made me laugh but again before tiktok i don't think anyone would have ever thought to use dating as a form of making content like entertaining content oh totally sort of like uh like being on a prank show basically exactly and um i think 
it's also just something that you see a lot more with just, you know, you know, women doing. And I think that was something that also affected, affected me a bit was just, um, you know, going into it. Like I, I'm not, I'm, I'm semi-single, I guess. Like I'm, I'm, I'm dating, I'm, I'm dating somebody and, you know, I've, I'm really focused on that, but going into making this, it was kind of like, I didn't want to be one of those people where I would be on apps or have to tell people like, Oh, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. And by the way, I talk about dating and you just see like a guy go, you know, deer in the headlights of just like, Oh my gosh, like my whole life's going to be on blast. So right. like that would, that was always something where that was one of the reasons I didn't want to cover dating in the first place. And that's one of the reasons why I really like stuck to the, like, I don't talk about my personal life stuff. It's also just, you know, the exes, I don't want to invite anyone back into my life. That's no longer in it because you know, they've heard I'm talking about dating. Um, yeah. Like I, I think that's, yeah, that's something I, I avoid like the plague. Yeah. It makes total sense. I've seen a lot of influencers speak about how them talking about their dating life has really just made it harder for them to find their person or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and they need to go to therapy about it. And it's definitely a difficult, but it's, it's so nice that you have that divide and you can recognize that you want a personal life, but you also are doing this great thing on your TikTok account and mm-hmm. basically, you know, using it, using your marketing background as a way to gain an audience, which is just, let alone that it's dating advice, just seeing that growth in an account is, is cool in itself, I'm sure for you, regardless yeah. of the niche. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 been it's been fun to watch it grow. There's certain things. It's it's always interesting what launches and when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as a whole, like yeah, where the marketing background does come in as well is just I use similar templates to things I use at work. Um, right. It's fun too because I'll um, yeah, I, I'm in Austin Central Time headquarters. Of my company's in California, so in the morning they're pretty slow to log into Slack or and and whatnot. So I'll I'll almost like use TikTok to warm up my voice. You'll get excited before um, before any calls for the day. And then it's, yeah, like I going into when I was making TikToks, I moved into a role that I have to do a lot more presenting to executives. So it's helped with my public speaking a lot. Um, I use a lot of like templates for PowerPoints that I'll, I'll use at work or have used at work. Um, so similar format. So that's always fun. Um, people have, who have worked in like the tech industry are kind of like, hey, this kind of looks like the format for like, you know, a sales cycle. I'm like, yeah, because it, it kind of is. Um, right. So definitely have pulled from that because people are just like, do you make this from scratch? It's like, well, I cheat a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've taken kind of those like formulas, like those, that skill set um, to use for both visuals and then on the back end as well. So things like, I don't know, actually hashtags are oddly like a hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. It's really just like having a good hook, like quickly. And then things also just blow up like late. I've had, th- uh, I've had videos that two weeks down the line, it's like all of a sudden there's just more traction there for some reason. I, I never understand it. It's so random. Yeah, the algorithm is constantly shifting and evolving. So you do never know what is going to blow up and what's not. So it's always good. I always give listeners the advice, try to not to take something down because you never mm-hmm. know down the line, it could blow up. Exactly. What does your For You page look like? What are you watching on TikTok these days? Too much dating advice, um, which sometimes yeah. is a little bit draining because it's just like, oh man, like I think about like... I, I never used to think about dating the way I think about it now. Um, but you have people, all people that come to me and then it's like, it's all different dating advice from different directions. Um, so a lot of that I'm seeing, I like Austin, I feel like is not all that big on TikTok. So like I, some, anytime there's an Austin person, I follow just cause I'm like, I like to see Austin content, a lot of like corporate, like organization type stuff. Um, ADHD, I have ADHD. Somehow it knew that immediately. It's just stuff like ADHD hacks, ADHD humor, yeah, um, like EDM mixes or like a lot of millennial throwbacks too. Like a lot of like 
you know, Blink-182, like jokes about how Blink-182 goes on tour and they're old now, like a lot of that kind of stuff. A lot of corporate Natalie, a lot of Rod, a lot of, um, a lot of those types of creators for sure. Awesome. And where do you see this account in the future and do you want to monetize it? What are you, what are your goals? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, yeah, as a whole goals, I have avoided things I'm avoiding. Um, and it's, it's also just hard cause it's like, I've acknowledged I'm not a professional within my content. Uh, I make that super clear. I avoid even terms like coach, which people, a lot of dating content creators will colloquially slap in there. And I, I really don't like that people do that. So I've, yeah, I avoid coach as far as like monetizing goes, I feel weird monetizing my advice as someone who's not professional, um, at least advice on dating. Like I would rather like when people want dating advice, I literally say, Hey, can I use this in a video? I'll acknowledge I'm not a professional, but like, I would feel like uncomfortable with the idea of like monetizing my advice. So I know some people they do like, and I think this, this is a, this could be, I think is a recipe for disaster. People who do do this is like, they do like the 30 minute, like book a call with me and it's like 50 bucks or something. I'm like this, that sounds like it has a way of becoming something really weird really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I could just see like, you know, creepy old dudes like using that for weird thinking they could do something weird with that. Um, so I, I will not do that. I also, I'm, I'm cautious to get on something like Patreon unless I, I make it a point to like make content more fun. Um, and like you make it just like more full scope, you know, more podcast style is probably the direction I would take that. So I'm, I'm cautious to do that where I have had a lot of fun and where I'm starting to grow like a lot on the back end is uh, like brands or user generated content that's reached out to me. So I have one big one coming up with um, a dating app that I'm really excited for. And those are kind of the things I, that that's what I like as a marketer. Um, I don't feel like I'm you know, taking people's money when they're in a vulnerable position and want dating advice. It's kind of like, okay, cool. I enjoy making content. It's relevant to what I do. Like this is something I would enjoy. So I really like any kind of like brand partnership. Um, that's where I, that's you know, where I will um, you know, take that monet, those monetization opportunities. I've had a few of those and you know, hope to have more of them. I think kind of beyond that, I don't, I mean, I love creating content. I love technology. Like if this you know leads to a professional opportunity that's um, you know in my wheelhouse that's adjacent to dating um, or content creation, I would love that. Like I don't know, like if, if like a barstool type place were to reach out to me, like that would be a conversation I would entertain. As well as yeah, like um, you know, or like you know, date like a new dating app or something like looking for someone to run their marketing. Like that would be something that would um, excite me. But yeah, trying to like avoid doing anything that's like too coachy brand partnerships I'm all on board with, but it's really just like kind of taking things as they come and I'm, I'm learning along the way too. So yeah, I think I kind of just look ahead like, you know, a month, two months out for the most part. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats on the brand partnerships. That's really exciting. Thank you. All right. Well, so we're going to get to our lightning round now mm-hmm. and just top of your head, whatever comes to mind. Uh, we have five questions. So the mm-hmm. first one is, are you too old for TikTok? Um, nobody's too old for TikTok. Um, sometimes I wonder though, just because I think the one video I did where it was like the, that was, it probably divided the country more than an election is like, what's this talking stage? And it really became like a millennial versus Gen Z bit of advice. And yeah, Gen Z rides hard for their talking stage. And they, I, I was called old many times. <laughs> I love calling old. I also will point out the first video that I did scroll down, the one from March uh, 2020. I think your caption was, am I too old for this? So, yeah, yeah. I'll never be. I'd like to think I'll live forever. So my answer to that is no, but also sort of yes. Right. Yeah. 
perfect answer. What's your number one piece of TikTok advice? Ooh, I would say, I would say find something with like, if you have, like, think of what you're good at and, and, and run with it and what's different. I think as a whole, like you, know, a niche that has longevity or can you know, run the course of time. I think something that's beautiful about the type of content I do is, like I said, keeping you know my personal life out of it. Um, it's not like my if I you know, did something that was about you know, like here's the chronicles of my dating life, it would need to evolve with me, or I would end up you know doing goofy stuff in my personal life for content. Um, and so, just having something that has long, like longevity to it or can like evolve over time, um, if you can think to do that. So whether that's like a craft or, you know, you know, a, you know, a skill or something like that, like think of like what can incorporate current trends. And then I would also say like, if you can help it, maybe keep your personal life out of it. Just do like, don't, or don't make it centered around your personal life is what I would say. I think like, you know, window into, into my life is fine. But I think the second it's like, you know, window by like too much personal life, it's, it's when things start to get weird. Like every, everyone I know who's like had to take a break, it's because they make, got too personal with it. Great advice. What's your number one piece of dating advice? Ooh, I would say knowing what you want and not being afraid to own and communicate your feelings. And that's easier. That's so much easier said than done. I know that. But I think something that I would like a, a theme that would frustrate me to see is almost like this fake female empowerment, like everyone trying to be Samantha Jones, um, you know, pretending they have no feelings that, you know, nobody's ever upset them ever and that they don't care that, you know, a, a guy hurt their feelings and just kind of that like F this mentality and I think that's toxic. I think like this idea that, you know, people are, are weak or for having feelings and being sad about something, um, you know, is something that I would, I would like to see change. It's something I like to bring into my content, like try to make, you know, having feelings look like a badass thing. So I think, yeah, like thinking about what you want, owning it and communicating it just kind of a from a broader standpoint. Perfect. And um, what's the worst dating relationship advice that you've ever received? Oh gosh. Um, I think, I guess that's another broader standpoint, but anything that's about like, what are they thinking? Like, you know, how to make them think a certain way versus owning what you want and asking for it. So there's, cause there's so much out there about, and I hate the whole like feminine energy type stuff that's out there right now. Cause it's just, it started to become like, I don't know, like ridiculous um, in terms of like that type of dating advice, but just, you know, ways to manipulate someone into thinking a certain way. Like, I think that's something that, you know, makes you waste your time. You don't get what you want. You end up looking like, you think it'll make you look cool and it makes you end up looking like the uncoolest person ever because you're just frazzled running around trying to think about like what everyone else is doing. So I think anything that's not centered on like, what do you want and how to ask for it is, you know, not good advice. Awesome. And last question, what's one thing you want people to know about you that they can't get through your social media channels? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm trying to think. I... It's, I think, I think where you end up in life is, is really funny. Um, just kind of how I've gotten to where I'm at is, was a lot of failing upward. I think, um, yeah, I think the kind of people will see like the graphs, the PowerPoints and stuff and think like, okay, like math background. I, um, I got like a C minus or something in, in like, what was it like math, something in college. Like I really just failed upward. I just, I showed up and like raised my hand and did the jobs nobody else wanted to do and just kind of like failed into the position I'm at. Yeah, I think I graduated college with like a 2.3 GPA or something. So like I said, ADHD, like, you know, brain everywhere. My degree was in parks and rec. And I just, I would, you know, wasn't afraid to just like apply for jobs that maybe I wasn't qualified for. And I just, I rolled with the punches. So I guess I just got here by being like a dirty peasant and, you know, ending up where I'm at by accident. I think that's always a fun fact because yeah, people think like, 
you know, oh, like business analytics. And like, no, I'm, I'm just here. I'm chilling. Well, I'm glad you are here and I'm glad you welcomed me into the peasant party. I'm glad to now be a part of it. I feel like Beyonce has her beehive. You have your, your peasants Army in the best peasants. of ways. Yes. So that's super inspiring. Where can listeners find you? Give your, give out your handles. Tell us uh, if you have anything coming up next. Yeah. So just on TikTok, welcome to the peasant party. Um, I'm planning on expanding into YouTube. Um, I bought one of those like fancy YouTube cameras and stuff. So that's something like I'll, I'll make a wider announcement when that is released. So trying to really, um, you know, continue every, all the momentum on TikTok, but also go wide as well. Um, just, you know, every, I think every bit of content I have, and I think this has like hurt the algorithm a bit is just, I can never keep anything under a minute. Like, I think the one video I had that was just like, this is not a talking stage that was 15 seconds, like 4 million views or something like that. Um, but I can't keep anything under a minute. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to get in a longer form and I'll, I'll make that announcement. If you follow me on TikTok, that announcement will be there. But yeah, TikTok, welcome to the peasant party. Awesome. Yes, everyone follow Charlotte. Welcome to the peasant party. And thank you so much for coming on Too Old for TikTok, even though you are not too old for TikTok because no one is too old for TikTok. No one's too old. Thanks so much. Thank you.